half a day, and welcome to another episode of Live Till 5. I'm your host, Jared Baldwin. 3.04 p.m. during our live broadcast here on Friday, November 16th. Broadcasting high atop the campus of Harvest Ministries from the worldwide headquarters of Harvest Family Radio. This is 88.1 FM KHMG Harvest Family Radio, Barragata Guam. Glad to have you with us today. Episode 290, 290. 290 episodes of this Friday live local talk and variety program. That's a lot of time on the air. Glad to have you with us today. If you're new to the show, this is a a live local talk and variety program here at KHMG. We produce it right here on the campus of Harvest Ministries, and it's intended to inform you, to educate you, to edify you in your Christian walk, and give you an alternative on a Friday afternoon. It's been a long week for many people. I mean, we did have Monday off, which was very nice. But it's been a hectic week. We're thoroughly into the Thanksgiving season. Right around the corner is the Christmas season. And uh, you know what that means. Christmas break's coming up. I hear a collective amen out there. Glad to have you with us today. If you're listening on the radio dial down there at the left-hand side of the dial. You're listening to our traditional radio broadcast signal from a tower high atop of Barragata Heights. 88.1 FM, our beautiful stereo signal, broadcasting to the island of Guam. Broadcasting all around the world, though, through our stream on khmg.org. khmg.org. Go to it, click on the Listen tab, and you can listen to the radio without having a radio. You can listen to our stream 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. You can also download the podcast of this show and many other great shows we produce here at the KHMG Studios. Usually just a few hours after the show is over, we have the podcast uploaded and we let everyone know about it through our Facebook page, Harvest Family Radio Guam. Look us up, follow us, and you'll get notified when we have new podcasts available and links to great Articles and resources and things like that. Sometimes some great pictures on there as well. So follow us on Facebook, Harvest Family Radio Guam. Download the podcast of this show and many other great shows. Listen on the radio, online. Let us know you're listening. Send us a message through Facebook. We love to hear from you. You can email us through our website, khmg.org. You can send a private message through Facebook. You can just give us a little thumbs up. Hey, we'll take what we can get. All you folks in car line right now, just be patient. It's almost over, almost the weekend. Next weekend's a long weekend for many people, and that that can mean two different things. It can either be a long weekend like extra days off, or it can mean long weekend like staying out all night, Thanksgiving night, Black Friday shopping, and then working extra hours at your retail business. So for students, school kids, and teachers, they get an extra day off at least. Speaking of Black Friday and Thanksgiving, etc., etc., let me just announce the 7th Annual Thanksgiving Coloring Contest from Faith Bookstore. 7th Annual Thanksgiving Coloring Contest. We've been announcing this for the last few years. Faith Bookstore is a fine friend to have here as a ministry on Guam. And they, every year for the last seven years, have had this coloring contest. You can stop by. If you have a child by the age 
between the age of four and 12. There are three categories, four to six, seven to nine, 10 to 12. There are top prizes. There are prizes for the top three winners in each category. And really, just give it your best effort. It's fun. They hang the artwork up, and then they roll out some great prizes, some gifts and gift certificates and things like that at Faith Bookstore. And so they're going to give away nine prizes. You write your name on the back and your phone number on the back of the color sheet. Submit your coloring page on or before November 21st. All entries will be judged on November 23rd. So go by Faith Bookstore. Open 10 to, I think, let me see here. Let me see if I have their, uh, I know they're having some customer appreciation day sale on 1123 and 1124, which is next Friday and Saturday. And I believe they're open from 10 to 5 or 10 to 7. I will get that confirmed. I know they open at 10 a.m. They might have some extended hours during the holidays. They also have some other specials going on. They appreciate their customers. And so on the 23rd and 24th, you can go by there. They've got all kinds of discounts on regular price merchandise and buy one, get one free, recycled and used books. Do you know you can buy used books? Some people are book people. And book people get a real kick out of getting a good deal on a good book. So if you really want to energize a book person, go by Faith Bookstore and 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 just kind of filter through their used book section. You won't be disappointed. Also, they have like 50% off clearance items there now. So a lot of different things happening. And This isn't a commercial for them. This is more of just what's happening there. But uh, Faith Bookstore, it's a great place. If you want to know where they're at, if you leave the Harvest Campus and you go back out to Route 8 and you have the mobile McDonald's on your right-hand side, you would turn to your left and basically go down the hill Route 8 to Marine Corps Drive. And on the corner, just before Marine Corps Drive, on the right-hand side, you'll see Faith Bookstore on the right-hand side, first floor there, just before the corner of Route 8 and Marine Corps Drive. So I'd encourage you to go by there and tell them you heard about it here. But they are having their 7th annual Thanksgiving coloring contest. Three age groups, again, 4 to 6, 7 to 9, 10 to 12. They give away some great prizes on Friday the 23rd. And uh, we might try and announce, last year we announced those winners right here on the radio. So maybe we can do that again. That'll be fun. So I'll talk to Ian over there. Some some of the nicest people on Guam work at Faith Bookstore, by the way. So uh, happy, happy to send people that way. Do you know this past week, Wednesday, we missed a major holiday. I know there are a lot of big holidays around this time of year, but we missed a big one. Uh, Wednesday the 14th was Pickle Day. Um, we totally missed that. Uh, let's see here. Pickle Day. Pickles are in the top 10 foods craved by pregnant women, according to this statistic here. Over 67% of all households eat pickles. Are you a pro-pickle household. And a Christmas dill is a celebration, is a decoration in the shape of a pickle hidden on a Christmas tree. That's a very interesting tradition we might talk about as we get into the Christmas holiday. Do you know, yesterday, this day in history, we'll talk a little more about this day in history in a moment, but NBC started in 1926. And today, which... I celebrate this holiday probably more often than I should, is Fast Food Day, National Fast Food Day. So, hmm, there you go. 
lot happening. Before we get to that lot happening here, have you ever wondered what the difference is between a cappuccino and a latte? Cappuccino and a latte. How many of you are latte people? Anyone out there a cappuccino person? Well, cappuccinos have a stronger flavor, right, than a latte. Well, I was looking this up this week, and you can go by the hub right now. It's only 3.15 in the afternoon. Make that 3.13 on Friday afternoon if you're listening to the live broadcast. Go by the hub. They're open for about 47 more minutes. And ask Megan or Jilda or Jeremy uh, what is the difference between a latte and a cappuccino, and they'll be able to tell you. Basically, they're made of the same set of components, espresso, steamed milk, and foamed milk. The distinction lies in the proportions of each of these components. Uh, And that basically affects the mouthfeel and the strength of the coffee flavor. In a cappuccino, these three ingredients take up equal real estate in your cup. To make it, this is according to Mental Floss here, baristas layer one-third espresso, one-third milk, and one-third foam. The drink is all about balance. In a latte, which is Italian, literally for milk, a steamed milk takes center stage. Four-sixths of the drink, which would be the same as two-thirds of the drink, is made of steamed milk. One-sixth is espresso, and one-sixth is foam, making for a light, creamy drink with a subdued coffee taste. So if you want more milk, less coffee, for example go for the latte. If you want the stronger coffee flavor, but you still want that creaminess, go for the cappuccino. Now, most cafe drinks, flat whites, macchiatos, cortados, they're all made of at least two of those ingredients, but it's a very interesting little study. It's good to know your coffee drinks. Become a coffee connoisseur. Speaking of food... We're going to talk a lot about Thanksgiving today. That's our theme of the show because I hate to get past Thanksgiving and make that the theme because then we kind of missed our opportunity, right? So we're going to talk a little bit about Thanksgiving later in the show. But just to kind of prime the audience on the topic of Thanksgiving, there was a survey done by Statista, which is a very reliable, uh, Statista.com, very reliable statistics website. They did a survey on what time do you serve or take your Thanksgiving meal? 12% of Americans surveyed eat their meal between noon and 1 p- uh, midnight and 1 p.m. Sorry, so the first half of the day, basically, from midnight to 1 a.m., 1 p.m. Early afternoon, 1 p.m. to 3 p.m., 42%. We would fall into that category, early afternoon. Late afternoon, 29%, 4 to 5 p.m., Early evening, 5 to 7 p.m. is only 14%, and 4% late evening after 8 p.m. So I wonder if there's regional significance to those. But the largest by far, 42% of Americans surveyed eat their Thanksgiving meal between 1 p.m. and 3 p.m. Now, I have been uh, part of Thanksgiving meals where we say, hey, we're all going to eat at 3 p.m., and everyone shows up at 3.15 and you don't eat till 4.30 and you're just so hungry and you ate too many of those uh, little little uh, gherkin pickles. Yeah, that's been me before. Story of my life. Here you go. Total number of turkeys produced in the United States. Uh, this is 
is crazy here. Um, back in 1999 and 2000, about 25 million turkeys were sold. 1999 and 2000. But as recently as 2016, it's dropped to only 24.4 million. So turkey sales has dropped from 99 to uh, 2016, 2017 by quite a bit. I mean, uh, 500,000 less turkeys in the United States, uh, 10,000 less per state on average. Now, it is the month of November. A lot happening in November. Obviously, Thanksgiving being the the most significant holiday ahead of us. Last week, we talked about Veterans Day at length. November is National Novel Writing Month, Peanut Butter Lovers Month, Pepper Month, Pet Awareness, Pomegranate, Roasting Month, Scholarship, Senior Pet, Stomach Cancer Awareness, Pancreatic Cancer Awareness, No Shave Ember, um, U.S. Beard Month, Pet Cancer Awareness, Pet Diabetes Month, and Plum Month, to name a few things that are observed in the month of November. This week in November, starting today, is American Sand Sculpting Competition, the 16th through the 25th. It's also Church and State Separation Week, starting the 18th through the 24th. GERD Awareness, that has to do with your acid reflux, 18th through the 24th. Restorative Justice National Family Week, Farm to City Week, Game and Puzzle Week are all starting on the 18th. Better Conversation Week starts on the 19th. And National Deal Week is the 21st through the 27th, probably because of Black Friday and Cyber Monday, etc., etc. Today is International Day for Tolerance, Button Day, Fast Food Day, Substitute Educators Day, Substitute Teachers, as kids like to call them, uh, World Constructed uh, Chronic Obstructive Pulmonary D- COPD Day, Seventeenth Family Volunteer Day, Guinness World Record Day, Homemade Bread Day, International Games Day, National Adoption Day, Baklava Day. Ooh, I haven't had some good baklava in a while. That is one tasty treat. I had it at a local bakery here. I'm just trying to remember which one. I think it was Parisco. I had some baklava, and it was very good. Black Cat Day, Survivor of Suicide Day, Take a Hike Day, National Unfriend Day. Ooh, that sounds interesting. Playmobile's National Day of Play and World Prematurity Awareness Day. The 18th, Mickey Mouse Day, Mother Goose Day, National Apple Cider Day, National Princess Day, Vichy Soie Day. I think that's cold potato soup. Push Button Phone Day. The kids don't know what that is, unless they watch reruns of 1980s television. World Day of Remembrance for Road Traffic Victims. The 19th, Carbonated Beverage with Caffeine Day. Gettysburg Address Day. Have a Bad Day Day, International Men's Day, Rocky and Bullwinkle Day, and uh, World Toilet Day. Hmm. 20th, Africa Industrialization Day, Global Organized Hug a Runner Day, Name Your PC Day, National Entrepreneurship Day, Peanut Butter Fudge Day, and Universal Children's Day. The 21st, um, Alaska. Catalo Day. Um, we'll have to ask someone from Alaska, like Chris, about that. Gingerbread Day. National Jukebox Day. Stuffing Day. 
uh, Hello Day and Television Day. And then the 22nd, Humane Society Anniversary Day, National Cashew Day. almost said cashew, and then someone would have said, bless you. Cashew Day, National Day of Mourning, Family Health History Day, Thanksgiving and Turkey Free Thanksgiving, both celebrated on the 22nd. Just a few things that are happening in the month of November. We're going to take a, a break now for Harvest Highlights. This is Live Till 5. It's Friday afternoon, November 16th, 321 p.m. here at the KHMG Studios. You're listening to the live broadcast. If you ever miss part of the show, no worries. Saturdays, noon to 2, Sunday night, 7 to 9 p.m. We rebroadcast the whole show, so catch us on the rebound. Saturdays, noon to 2, Sunday night, 7 to 9 p.m. We do it on purpose because we know you might not be able to listen to the whole show in one setting. Download the podcast through khmg.org. A little bit of Harvest Highlights, and we'll be back talking about Thanksgiving today. Sebastian and Chris will be joining me here in just a little bit. Stick around more live till 5 after this short break. a little more live till 5. It's 3.32 p.m. on this Friday, November 16th. I'm Jared Baldwin, your host. Episode 290 here on Live Till 5. If you're just tuning in, this is 88.1 FM KHMG Harvest Family Radio. Thank you for joining us. This is our live talk radio program on Friday afternoons. We rerodcast on Saturdays, noon to 2, Sunday nights, 7 to 9 p.m. Catch us on the rebound there or download the podcast through our website, khmg.org. We'd love for you to have access to that resource as well as many other great resources we have on our website. Check us out, khmg.org. There's a a number, hundreds and hundreds of sermons and resources there. You can look up by topic, by speaker, by Bible passage, and download those for your edification. We'd love to be a blessing to you in that way. Now, our good buddy, yours and mine, Lawrence Nangas, is off island, taking care of some stuff uh, medically, and um, not life-threatening or anything like that, but some stuff that just couldn't be done here on island. He had to go off island for a referral, so he's going to be gone today, next Friday, possibly the following Friday. We'll see. In the meantime, I'm going to stand in as a poor substitute for this day in history. So let's get to it. This day in history, Lawrence Nagengast, we are thinking about you as uh, I go through these facts. He's so good at this. Now, these these facts that I'm holding in my grubby little hands here um, are provided by none other than Bob the Librarian. Slash registrar, slash really nice guy. Bob, thank you for sending this to me. These come from the Lincoln Library online. 
Do you know this week in history, the Continental Congress adopted the Articles of Confederation? Virginia became the first state to ratify them, and others followed. However, some colonies resisted. That was this week in history. This week in history is also a big Civil War. uh, Well, let me just say it. Civil War Union General William Tecumseh Sherman began his march to the sea. Leaving the city of Atlanta, Georgia in flames, Sherman began leading his 62,000 troops east, gathering provisions as they marched, destroying crops, bridges, railroads, factories, public buildings, war material, and civilian morale. Sherman and his men left a 50 to 60 mile wide path of desolation through the heart of Georgia. He was a blunt instrument in the Union Army there. 1939, the cornerstone of the Jefferson Memorial was installed. Franklin, Franklin, fr, fr, <clears throat> President Franklin Roosevelt admired Jefferson and wanted to build. It's harder than it looks, people. Uh, President Franklin Roosevelt admired Jefferson and wanted to build a memorial to him in Washington, D.C. He commissioned an architect in 1935, but the memorial was controversial. But the cornerstone was finally laid to the Jefferson Memorial in 1939. 1945, the Congressional Pearl Harbor Joint Committee began its investigation. It was the largest of six investigations into the attack on Pearl Harbor. The committee produced a 500-page report plus 15,000 pages of exhibits and documentation. Their findings stated that the officers hadn't properly prepared for a possible attack, and the Army and Navy commanders hadn't coordinated their efforts. I did not know that. That's, uh, that's not good. Uh, let's see here. In 1965, Craig Breedlove, this week in history, broke a land speed record driving. How fast do you think he drove, Chris? Uh, 310 miles per hour. Higher. Much higher. higher. Yes. 410. No, higher. What? 600.601 miles per hour. Breedlove had studied automotive engineering, jet power, and aerodynamics. You figure if you go in oh, with those, power, yeah, yeah, with those uh, those miners in college, you're probably destined to become a world land speed record uh, competitor. Yeah, um, he created a three wheeled jet powered car, and uh, he set other records too. If if you um, collected Hot Wheel or Matchbox cars when you were a kid. There was this yeah. this vehicle, the three wheeled kind of elong. It looks like Snoopy. It looks like one of those balloon animals. It's got like a long nose and two wheels in the back, one wheel in the front, and basically a jet engine on it. Yeah, six hundred miles an hour. I had no idea. Yeah, me neither. Uh, this day in history, so November sixteenth. This is more like what Lawrence would do. Yeah. Me, I could try and do it in a Lawrence voice. This day in history, 1532, Francisco Pizarro captures Inca Emperor at the Jalupa after a surprise ambush at Cajamarca. Does that sound like Lawrence? Well, the mispronunciations are about right. (laughs) 1776, British troops capture Fort Washington during American American Revolution. Or Fort Washington. Whichever you prefer. I've heard it both ways. Uh, 1948... Operation Magic Carpet, first plane from Yemen carrying Jews to Israel. Yeah. 1982, Space Shuttle Columbia completes its first operational flight. 1959. How do you get an accent? 
It's yeah, it, yeah, it's developing. I'm working now. on it as we go here. <clears throat> Back to the Lawrence imitation. 1959. One of my sister's favorites. Sound of Music musical by Richard Rogers and Oscar Hammerstein II. You mean First, Lawrence's sister or your sister? Lawrence's sister. Oh, okay. I gotcha. First opens at the Lundfontein Theater in New York City for 1,443 performances. Hmm. 2002, Lionel Messi, one of my favorites, makes his official debut for FC Barcelona in a friendly against Porto. Yeah. Porto, that's the name of the team, right? The, the champions of, uh, of uh, Portugal. There you go. Okay, Porto. Yep. Just want to make sure I didn't leave, like, you know, the photocopy left up Porto Vallarta or something like that. No, so, no just Porto. Porto. <laughs> just Porto. <clears throat> 1981. Luke marries Laura on TV soap, General Hospital. 16 million people watched. You couldn't get those kind of numbers anymore. No. For a no, daytime soap no. opera. Nope. I think. Those days are over. I came home from school as a, uh, let's see, I would have been nine years old. Now I'm back in the Jared Baldwin voice. Oh, okay. Lawrence has left gotcha. the building for a minute. So if you talk about a sister, you'll be talking yes. about your sister. Now it's Not my sister. Lawrence's. 1981, my sister was about one year old. Uh, I came home from school on this day in history to find my mom watching the Laura and Luke wedding episode really? on General Hospital. I've oh, never, yeah. yeah I've never. It was the biggest thing. For soap opera people back huh. then. My mom didn't keep watching soap operas much longer after that. Yeah. Amen. Uh, oh, sorry. Here, here you go. Sebastian's in the room now. I just said amen. Amen. Okay. <laughs> um, and now back to the Lawrence voice <clears throat> to, fin- to finish this up. Um, let's try and end with some good news here. Hmm. Nope. I can't find any good news. <laughs> So instead, uh, I hear a little bit of Rocky Balboa in there. Clark, Clark Gable, Clark, Clark Gable, 1901 to 1960, died on this day in history. And uh, Clark Gable, wasn't he in the... Or Clark Gable. Clark Gable. Clark Gable. Gable? What what is going on here? I'm I'm trying to mispronounce things that Lawrence would mispronounce. You think he mispronounced Clark Gable? Obscure historical references. Okay. (laughs) Okay. And finally, and finally, this day in history, let me wrap it up with one that people might be familiar with. Milton Friedman died 1912 to 2006. Milton Friedman, great economist. Terrific. You can watch his clips online. They're amazing. Back to the Jared voice. He was a champion of the free market economy, and uh, he's a capitalist and uh, wrote the book, The World is Flat. Right. And talks Uh, a lot about something today that uh, people don't often talk about in regards to the economy, which is the morality of capitalism, mm. as opposed to today, people think socialism is the moral, uh, morally superior system of thinking and you, you can't listen to Milton Friedman for more than uh, five minutes without getting the understanding that that couldn't be more absurd. Yep. Yep. So. All right. Hmm. So well, that well, was my imitation. Fre- that, was, that, that was my imitation of Lawrence making commentary on an that. obscure historical event. <laughs> I want to try on this day in history. Voice. <laughs> yeah, it's it's hard because it's deep. It's got a deep voice. Natural. No, I, I'm going smooth. for Sean Connery now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to take another break after I put in a little plug for the 7th Annual Thanksgiving Coloring Contest over at Faith Bookstore. Faith Bookstore, 
uh, is a great place. It's right down the hill from Harvest. If you go down Route 8 to the corner of Marine Corps Drive and Route 8, you'll see it on the right-hand side, first floor, Faith Bookstore. They're having some special things going on the day after Thanksgiving and the Saturday after Thanksgiving. And uh, look for Ian or Barb or some of the folks that work down there. Really, really nice folks. And we will announce the winners if, we, if, if we're able to coordinate this. We'd like to announce the winners of this Thanksgiving coloring contest next week. But basically there are three categories, age categories that is. Ages 4 to 6, ages 7 to 9, and ages 101 to 102. The coloring contest. Yeah, no, I'm just kidding. They wouldn't get anyone to do that. But ages 10 to 12. 10 to 12. That's more logical. I did a coloring contest once. And Were I, you 4 to 6, 7 to 9, or 10 to 12? I think I was 7 to 9. See? There you go. And I and if you would have been here and you would have colored a turkey at Faith Bookstore and left your name and phone number on the back of it on or before November 21st, you might have won one of three swell prizes for your age category. Maybe I can form something in Lucas's name. Yes, and you might have even had your name read on this radio station, and you might have even got to go and also buy some wonderful Christian-themed uh, gifts yeah. uh, uh, for th- your loved ones. I actually did win the coloring contest I entered. I think we've gone into this oh. one before. Yeah? Oh, okay. Yes, we have. We've talked about this. I, really? Yes, I remember. The last last time we... Don't you remember this? Mm-hmm. The last time we did the coloring contest. Yes, last See year. if you can recall to mind. Uh, You'll have to go us. back I, in I the told archives. told you about this already? You did. Yes. Oh, you wow. did. Cool. But you know what? We have some listeners that just started listening. Yes. Recall it to mind. Yeah. yeah I. Well, it was a, um, it was a you know, don't do drugs, kids right. kind of yep. coloring paper. Yep. And I, I like this. colored it really good. And then I also added extra images in the background. And I also added a chat bubble that said he's up to no good because there was a guy standing and I made him look shady and look, he was, had some sort of drugs. But, mm. And then I won like well, $5. There really you go. Awesome. That's great. That's great. Well, I wish you still had that piece of art. That would be really neat. Um, we'd put it on our Facebook page. By the way, for the listening audience at home, I'm, I'm getting texts already. When I mispronounced all those names during the... Uh, this day in history segment. I knew all of those things. I was just making fun of Lawrence, who sometimes might mispronounce something that I know, but he doesn't know because he's much younger than me. So Clark, I said Clark Gable, Clark Gable, Gone with the Wind. Yes, a lot of war movies. He's a war hero himself. Actually, as an actor, went back in active duty Army Air Corps and flew, I believe, bombing missions himself. Uh, to wasn't that, contribute to the war effort. Jimmy, Jimmy Stewart? Stewart did it yeah. also. Jimmy oh, okay. Stewart stayed in the Air National Guard. <laughs> he he achieved the rank of Brigadier General. Uh, he stayed ah. in all the way through until he's too old. Yeah, a lot of guys uh, did that during World War II, but uh, Clark Gable was a flyer during World War II. Then he right. contributed to the war effort. He didn't actually live to a very old age. But yes, thank you, listeners. Um, I was I, It was a poor attempt. I told everyone at the beginning, it's going to be a poor attempt at being Lawrence, and then I it actually was did it. I did, yeah. I actually lived up <laughs> to my own low expectations. So, well, with that, it's probably a good time to take a short break. And when we come back, Sebastian's here. Oh, yes. We got a little quiz. Oh, it's yes. just head to head, me against Chris Harper, unless someone else shows up in the next five minutes. So, listeners, stick around. More live till five after this short break.
And we're back with a little more Live Till 5. It's Friday afternoon, November 16th, 3.50 p.m. here at the KHMG Studios. Glad to have you with us for a little more Live Till 5. If you ever missed the show, Saturdays noon to 2, Sunday night 7 to 9 p.m. Catch us on the rebound when we rebroadcast the show in its entirety. And in the studio today, as I mentioned earlier, Lawrence is gone, but Chris and Sebastian are here. We're going to do a little quiz, a little head-to-head competition, a little trivia, a little... And and I must, I must, Chris already knows this, but I am full of worthless information. And so I I do okay with some of these quizzes because I've pretty much wasted my life filling my head with, you know, meaningless trivia. Worthless information. Speaking of meaningless trivia, Sebastian, <laughs> what's the quiz? That's my cue. <laughs> uh, I'm calling it... Thanks, quizzing. Oh, I see what you did quizzing. there. It's uh, one of the. That was like a softball. I had to do it. You know. Hey, it's low hanging fruit. <laughs> All right. Well, I have five questions. All right. Three of them are true and false. Two of them are multiple choice. And I have some interesting information to back up a couple of them. All right. <laughs> All right. We'll start with Chris and end with Jared. Head to head. Here we go. Question number one: How many days was the first Thanksgiving celebrated? One, three, five, or seven. How many days was they, the first Thanksgiving They celebrate celebrated. for one day, three days, five days, seven days. Prime let's, just, let's just give it a, let's just give it a, a full week. I'm going to say seven days because I don't know. And that sounds yeah. great. Sounds like seven yes. days of Thanksgiving. Sounds awesome. I would do that. Yeah, um, I'll do it. Although I'm going to be talking later in the show uh, about uh, Thanksgiving food leftover handling tips okay so you don't get sick after seven days of eating the same turkey carcass yes um i would say carcass uh i would say well that's what it looks like we Um, don't use that word on the show enough carcass uh, yeah it's uh yeah the uh, yeah yeah after the um what do they call it when the 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 carrion is is picking the carcass clean um let's see that that sounds so appetizing i think three days i think that the um Sacagawea or whoever, uh, uh, Squanto, when he had uh, dinner with the original pilgrims, that they did it for three days. Good job, Jared. It was three days. Was it? Yes. Congratulations. Wow. Okay. Oh, I wish it were a week. I'm that sorry. Sounds I know. It should have been a week, it, frankly. Yeah. It does. The Next, refrigerator was broken. Next question. True or false? Look at the rain out there. Whoa. Sorry. Seal was Squirrel. on the menu for the colon- <laughs> Was what, Seal was on the menu for the colonists during this feast. Mm. Seal. Hmm. Well, it would have been in um, it was New England, right? In the New England, on the coastal area of New England. I'm, I'm not thinking of where this was. I, I for some reason it's it's skipped my mind. But Plymouth, it's maybe possible Plymouth Plantation area. Um, so it's possible there were seal in that vicinity. So why not? I'll say true. Um. Just to be con- a contrarian with Chris, and because I've never, ever, ever seen a picture of a seal cooked up on a table in all those neat um, uh, children's pictures of Thanksgiving. Which are false, yeah, basically. But <laughs> I just, it just, you know, seeing, seeing a, a seal there just is probably so politically incorrect. But I would say... False. There was no seal. Good job, Chris. You get the point. Really? It was on the feast. But it, there was there was no actual 
you know, uh, definitive evidence that there was actually turkey uh, no. that they had. But a seal is probably just a politically incorrect uh, meal choice now. Yeah. Well, what, what we what we do is we our our most dubious information we save to teach to our children, that's, and that's always that of course. seems to always be the case. So driven by them like, television commercials, yeah, and of course, children's yeah. cartoons, yeah. yeah okay, that, that would be one of them. What looks good on a um, you know a baby's room border? That's usually uh, what we try to teach. Yeah. Okay, but no no baby seals. Okay, so Chris got a seal <laughs> seal on a stick. Was it the first Thanksgiving meal? Okay. Yep. Next stick. Wow. Yeah. It was a seal meal. It sealed the deal. You, you had seal a meal. happy seal instead of a happy meal. Yeah. Uh, next happy question. Seal. Thomas Jefferson was the president who established Thanksgiving as a national holiday. True or false? Oh, wow. Thomas Jefferson. I, oh, boy. I don't. Um, seems too early. So I'm going to say false. Seems too early. I'm going to say false also, but for a different reason. I think George Washington made the first Thanksgiving Day pre- proclamation. Okay, so presidents originally had to declare it a holiday every year. History says Jefferson refused because he strongly believed in the separation of church and state. Since Thanksgiving involved prayer, he thought making it a holiday would violate the First Amendment. It wasn't until 1863 that Thanksgiving was formally declared a holiday by none other than Abraham Lincoln. So we were both right for the wrong reason. Well, you were right for the right reason. I was right for the wrong (laughs) reason. We both said false. Whoa, 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 whoa. Your information about Thomas Jefferson, where was that obtained? History. On, on Which the, history? On the Dot interweb. What's wrong? Yeah, I don't know. What's wrong that. with that information? Yeah, it doesn't seem quite we might, right. We might have Je- to, we'll, we'll bounce it back to the research staff during the break. Right yeah. to me. All right, let's continue on with the off. survey. We did not get any points for that one. All right, next <laughs> question. Thanksgiving helped establish the TV dinner industry. True or false? So if you say false, it's the other way around. Well, I mean the the one the turkey the hungry man turkey dinner is uh, Swanson yeah, TV dinner hungry man. I mean Marie Callender's. I don't know. Never I, had I mean, one. I, I don't know if it. This is a true or false, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The nice thing about this kind of answer is it's like, okay, there's either one thing or a million things, so you can always side with the broader like. Your uh, the odds um, are. It's it seems plausible. I'm going to say true. All right, then I'll say false. Chris gets the point. Wow! What? In 1953, someone at Swanson colossally miscalculated the level of the American appetite for Thanksgiving turkey, leaving the company with some 260 tons of frozen birds sitting in 10 refrigerated railroad carts. And then Swanson salesman Jerry. Jerry Thomas, a visionary inspired by the trays of pre-prepared food served on airlines, ordered 5,000 aluminum trays, concocted a straightforward meal of turkey with corn, uh, with cornbread, dressing, and gravy, peas, and sweet potatoes, both topped with a pat of butter. Um, now that's a lot I'm more plausible. The, the company's grave doubts history. that <laughs> the company's grave doubts that the initial or, initial order would sell proved to be another miscalculation, though a much happier one for Swanson. In the first full year of production, uh, 1954, 10 million turkey dinners were sold. Wow, <laughs> not bad. I would eat one right this minute. Wow. Yeah, if I had if I had one, I would. I would. I would. Yeah. Okay, the final question. question. When a turkey is pardoned by the president, what happens to him? He is killed the day after to feed the poor. He goes on vacation. Or he is held as a pet by the family of the president until the year ends. So when, so I guess every year there's a 
the president pardons a turkey. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, what could they really the, kill him the next day? That that would be, would be poetic justice. <laughs> yeah, that would be. That would it be was really more of a stay act. of execution. It wasn't yeah. really a pardon. I don't think that can be it. <laughs> it was I more mean, of a I, public just, display. And and could he really be? Could he really be kept by the the president's family? That's a lot. Of trouble. I don't see that. I'm the president of the United States. I have to feed this turkey for 364 more days. Yeah, I mean, they should have put that I'm in. Gonna, the, that was in the say, fine print. I'm going to say B, but it goes on vacation. Be, yeah, because it's, right. pro- it's probably going to be one of the crazier answers. I mean, go on vacation is a pretty wild answer, to frankly. Yeah. But it's probably going to be one I of think, the other two. I think the turkey goes on vacation as well. It's like a little turkey spa for like farm animals that are in recovery and things like that. Yeah. All right. Chris seals the deal with his victory because, yes, it, you both are correct, but he had one extra point. In 2005 and 2009, the turkeys were sent to Disneyland and Walt Disney World Parks to serve as Grand Marshal in their annual Thanksgiving parades. Wow. And from 2010 to 2013, they vacationed at Washington's Mount Vernon State. Wow. Can you believe it? <laughs> that part in Turkey. You know, only in America do we have turkeys <laughs> get treated so well, and uh, you know, as as opposed to non turkeys, which you know they don't get to go on vacation yeah. as often. <laughs> no, they don't. Let alone become no, the ambassador for Disney World or or hang out at the Mount Vernon Day Spa. Just a turkey. It's just a turkey, right? What would the founding fathers think about that? Anyway, uh, okay, we have about uh, oh about thirty seconds, guys. Let's take a break, listeners. You're listening to Live Till Five here on eighty-eight point one FM KHMG Harvest Family Radio. We're gonna take a break for SRN News and another hour of Live Till Five after this. You're listening to us on eighty-eight point one FM KHMG Barragata Guam. Stick around for SRN News. A little more live till 5, 4.05 p.m. on this Friday, November 16th. Broadcasting high atop the campus of Harvest Ministries from the worldwide headquarters of Harvest Family Radio. This is Live Till 5 on KHMG 88.1 FM. If you ever missed the show, tune in Saturdays noon to 2 when we rebroadcast the show in its entirety. Catch us on the rebound or download the podcast from our website, khmg.org. Or... If you're listening in the car now, but you need to run inside or you need to head back to your desk or you're going to be going in your house, tune in through a downloadable app that allows you to listen to FM, like TuneIn, for example. You can go to our website and you can find different things you can download so you can listen to radio on your smartphone or anything that's connected to the internet. Or just click on the listen button on our website and you can listen to a beautiful stream of our radio station. You could say to Alexa, you could say, uh, listen to Harvest Family Radio via tune in, right? Or just listen yeah. to Harvest Yeah, I literally Family only radio. ever say, Alexa, play Harvest Family Radio. But yeah. you have to be careful because it depends on your voice, I guess. Because right. when my wife says exactly that, 
that thing. They play some random stuff always. Okay. And uh, it's hilarious because yeah. then I have to say, Alexa, play Harvest Family Radio. There you go. And, uh, you have to have that voice. <laughs> you have to have that voice. So just record that and then yeah. you can play that back from your phone to your Alexa. Yeah. Have you seen the, the video? There is a, there's a uh, viral video of a little girl trying to get Alexa to play the uh, Baby Shark song. She's like, Lessa, Lessa, play Baby Shark. And it's like, and Alexa doesn't know what it, what she's saying. It sounds like she's saying, Lexa, play Baby Shank, ba- Baby Shark. And finally, the mom has to say it. And then all, the song, all of a sudden, the song comes on. It's really cute. Okay, I want to run a couple of things Adorable. by you guys while we're waiting for our delectable treats to come up from the hub. Uh, first off, what's your favorite Thanksgiving dessert? Cherry pie. Cherry pie. Without a doubt. Wow. Really? Yeah. Like with a crust on top or crumble on top? Uh, either is great. Uh, my my grandma made it with the strips, like you yes. know, the lattice. Yes, it's like a lattice, uh, yes. It's wonderful. That but my wife also makes a wonderful crumble on top. Yeah. Too, either so. way. Either way, a homemade crust. So now, uh, uh, Sebastian, so are you going to have cherry pie on this Thanksgiving, you think? Probably. I'll make sure of it. Okay. All right. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully the resident. I'll baker make it is myself listening. if I have to. There because you go. remember, I made a cheesecake. You did, and now <laughs> you're basically ready to go on the Great British Baking I Show. I am ready for that. Uh, Chris, what's your favorite dessert at Thanksgiving? Um, it's it's probably pumpkin pie. I don't mm-hmm. know if we have one every year, but we have them quite a lot. So yep. I, I like I like those. Yep, and uh, you like it with uh, whipped topping on. Gotta top. have a little whipped cream on there. Yeah. Or cool yeah. whip, cool I guess whip. Is what I, it cool is. whip was kind of the standard. Uh, yeah. Sebastian, do you like anything on top of your cherry pie? No, just pure like cherry pie, mm. pure Mm-mm-mm. like straight off the tree. You know, well, both of you straight just, off the no, tree. Yeah, yeah. yeah, wow, with the with the essence and the nectar. So, um, I really, really like both of the desserts you guys mentioned, and. Uh, when we lived in Texas, I got exposed to and hooked on sweet potato pie, which you don't have as often, but sweet potato pie is a lot like pumpkin pie, a little blander, sweeter, but again, if you have it, if someone makes it with love, you seem to like it. But my favorite dessert, I don't know what our listeners' favorite desserts are. Maybe you can send us a note on Facebook. My favorite Thanksgiving dessert, I wouldn't eat it every day, but Thanksgiving, gooseberry pie. Oh, Gooseberry pie. Now, being from the Pacific Northwest, you probably had more gooseberry products up there than people from other parts of the country. I, I don't know anything about really? gooseberry pie or gooseberry anything. What a now, coincidence. That doesn't mean that that wasn't a thing. I right. just never heard You just of that. didn't have it. Yeah. No. it's. I think it was, uh, first off, it's a, uh, a, I don't know if you could call it a uh, fading genre. I'm, I'm trying to think of the term. It's something that just isn't very popular anymore. Used to be more popular. It's from a bygone era. It's from a bygone era, you know? And let bygones be bygones is what most people say. Right. But there was a, there was a chain of restaurants in America called uh, Tippins. And it was, a, it was like a Shoney's or a Perkins, and they specialized in pies. That was their thing. You could go and order pies from Tippins. Originally, it was called J. Pippins or J.T. Pippins, and then they changed it to Tippins. Anyway, who knows why? But I'm getting off track. They had pies, and one of their pies was the gooseberry pie. Gooseberry oh. is like a, a tart, like a cherry, but it has the... the um, the consistency 
more of like a thin jam, and the gooseberries themselves are like uh, the texture of a cranberry. Okay. And they're like a light green color. Mm. Um, and let me, since you don't know about them and, you know, hey, I'm an educator. That's what I do. This is a public service. Gooseberry nutrition facts. I got this from the internet, so you know it's true. Uh, gooseberries are small, round to oval berries of European origin. They grow in the wild all over the temperate climates of Europe, North America, and Siberia. I never thought of Siberia as a temperate climate. Botanically, they're related very closely to currants, like currants or currants. Yeah, currants. Right? Mm -hmm, of course. These berries are packed with pigment, antioxidant, polyphenolics, and vitamins. Okay. Oh. Gooseberries are one of four wild ribes or ribis species, okay, grown in the northern hemisphere. As, as in currants, gooseberries grow best in regions where summers are humid, but winter is severe and chilling. Mm. Yeah. Um, basically, the, the gooseberries, the health benefits of gooseberries, they're low in calories. Um, they're moderately good antioxidants. They're excellent source of vitamin C, and you can taste that in the tartness of it. They carry a small amount of vitamin A, and fresh berries contain small amounts of essential vitamins such as vitamin B6 and vitamin B5, folates, and thiamine, or B1. Mm. And they're just really good. Um, I, I just really like <laughs> All them. All of that, and they're just really yeah, good. Yeah, they're just really good. I should have started name? with that. Um, Do the I, geese eat them? Is I, that you know, why I'm they're... not sure. Honestly, I should have looked Father Goose. USA Marcus Fresh Gooseberries and Currants begin to appear in July. Buy fresh, harvest, ripe, firm, bright-colored berries to eat as table fruits or use in desserts. Choose mature but unripe berries to make tart and to employ in cooking, uh, tart food for employing in cooking. So anyway, gooseberry pie. It's, you make it just like a cherry pie. It's a little runnier consistency. It doesn't firm up like cherry pie. It's really nice and thick, right? Yeah, it's, it's great. Gelatinous, it's probably the right? best pie. Yes, so gooseberry <laughs> is really good as well. And the thing about gooseberry, it's more sour than cherry pie, so it makes the whip topping or vanilla ice cream just that much better. Hmm. So anyway, I don't know if any of our listeners um, have ever had gooseberry pie, but we had it from Tippins. That's where I got hooked on it. Then my grandma, it was one of her favorites, so that probably influenced me. Then anytime Dr. Watson, former staff member here, passed away, he's in heaven right now, probably eating gooseberry pie. Um <laughs> But he would, when he would travel abroad, like he would go to um, Australia, he'd bring me back a jar of gooseberry jam or currant jam or something like that, and um, currant marmalade. And it's like orange and currants or whatever. Mm. So anyway, it was it was good stuff. So wow. gooseberries. Now cranberries. Are you a cranberry person, Sebastian? I don't know. You don't know. I think so. Do you like cranberries? Do you eat it at Thanksgiving? Cranberry jam, cranberry jelly? I drink cranberry juice sometimes. You don't have like the cranberry sauce on your turkey or anything like that? I guess I am growing to like it. I think as I was a kid growing up, I didn't really like it, but mm -hmm. I think I've grown to like it a little bit. Because that, can't you have that just by itself? Yes, you can. Yeah. And I was always so confused. I'm like, why would you just eat it? I didn't yep. understand its purpose, and that's yep. probably why I didn't like it. <laughs> it comes in a can. It's a jellied fruit, yes. and uh, it's extra It's extra sour, but you add a, little sh a lot of sugar with it. It becomes kind of a sweet topping. Do you like cranberry sauce, Chris? 
We always used to have it from the can, and it mm-hmm. would come out in a one big glob. One big glob. You would cut it. Yes. So that's the jelly version. A, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. And yeah, you know the can. There's there's a reason the the can has little ribs on it, so you can see the lines to cut it. That's right. That's what that's what I was told at least. <laughs> that's my growing up years. We had that quite often. Not even just at Thanksgiving. We had that at other times as well. Yeah. Oh, I, I could sit down and just eat me a can of cranberry um, sauce or cranberry yeah. jelly all by itself. Of course. I think it's It'll good. give you a little bit yeah. of a tummy ache if you if you eat the whole thing, but you know it's probably good. I didn't I understand it as I was a kid because I probably would have eaten a lot of it. Yeah, it's it's got similar to a cherry a cherry pie filling quality, but a little more jelly like. Anyway, uh, now I'm really getting hungry, so I'm gonna take a break. The hub just delivered all our delectable treats here, listeners. When we come back, we're gonna play a little "What's in My Coffee." So stick around. More live till five after this short break. More live till 5, 4.19 p.m. here at the KHMG Studios on Friday, November 16th, episode 290. We have a few traditions up here. One of them is to get free goodies from the hub, which is located just two stories below us on the first floor of the HCA three-story building. And every Friday, they bring us some wonderful drinks and sometimes some treats. And we're enjoying those right now, our drinks muffins, things like that, and we're going, to do, we're going to do our little What's in My Coffee segment here in just a second. But before we do, speaking of traditions, seven unusual Thanksgiving traditions. This is just from the Into Study Team blog, uh, just updated a few weeks ago. But here are a few interesting Thanksgiving traditions that if you were not from the United States of America and you didn't know anything about Thanksgiving, it would seem a little unusual. Like what Sebastian mentioned, the turkey pardoning. <laughs> that's that's kind of an unusual, you know, kind of an unusual sure. thing. I mean, usually you just think about the turkey uh, slaughtering, but turkey pardoning. Uh, this one, very unusual, turducken. Oh, yeah. Turducken. Duck stuffed with a chicken and then stuffed into a turkey, a turducken. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you weren't from America, you'd think that was weird. Uh, breaking the wishbone for luck. Yeah, I did that. They do that on the Charlie Brown Thanksgiving special. But then they got um, saved, and I didn't believe in luck. Yeah, well, <laughs> uh, Woodstock and Snoopy apparently do, because they break the wishbone. And um, the family member who gets the greater half of the wishbone gets their wish. God's um, sovereignty. Black Friday. That's an unusual Thanksgiving tradition, especially now that... Black Friday starts on, like, Wednesday afternoon now uh, for most places. Uh, another unusual but pleasant tradition is the volunteerism that happens on Thanksgiving and around Thanksgiving. A lot of people go and serve food to people that, you know, are in need at that time. Uh, people just celebrating Thanksgiving and taking time to be thankful. If you weren't from the United States and you didn't have a Thanksgiving holiday where you're from, Taking a day where you're just thankful for things might seem a little unusual. And then the two things that people watch the most in the States, that is Thanksgiving Day football and the Macy's Day per- Thanksgiving Day parade. Those are two things that 
might seem a little unusual if you didn't have that tradition or if you're not from the United States of America. Yeah. Probably. But our tradition, of course, is to enjoy these drinks brought to us by The Hub, Guam's finest coffee shop, offering an endless variety of coffees and teas and some wonderful baked goods. They've got muffins and bagels and cookies. They've got some snacks. They've got every possible kind of of coffee shop drink concoction. I like it a lot down there. I go there every day, sometimes two or three times a day. The people are nice. The environment's friendly. There's free Wi-Fi. It's, it's the coldest place on campus as well. They get the temperature down in the high 60s probably. It's just great. It's always a great place. You know, hot drink, cold drink, doesn't matter. Open Monday through Friday, 7.30 a.m. to 4 p.m. And uh, got some holiday stuff coming up soon. Some holiday menu items, I'm sure, are going to be on there. But let's play a little What's in My Coffees. For those listening at home, we have been given some drinks and some snacks. We already know what the snacks are, so we can talk about those. We're guessing on what the drinks are. They don't tell us what they are. We try and describe them to you in a delectable way, hopefully, appetizing way. And then we get the big reveal at the end. So, Chris, yours is a darker color than ours. Yes, mine is a tea. It is a cold tea. It's got ice in it. It's in a clear cup. But it's got a little tint to it as well, perhaps a little yellow tint to it. And when you taste it, it becomes more obvious why it has the yellow tint, because it tastes to me like it is a tea with calamansi. Mm. Mm. It could be, which would be a Guam Arnold Palmer, one of the best drinks they offer down there. It's it's refreshing. I was thirsty, and this arrived, mm-hmm. and it uh, was the perfect solution. It's very satisfying. Right. It's the perfect solution, and in both senses of the word solution. Yes. Yes, the perfect, it's the perfect solution. solution as an answer and the perfect right. solution as in a liquid right. product. There's one there of those go. words that means That's more right. than one thing. It's a Janus word. It has two meanings. Uh, they're not really the opposite. They're not though, opposites, though. Yeah, yeah I guess not. not quite. So, okay. Well, and I a- also have a peanut butter cookie Ooh. with a generous um, helping of M&M's. That's half of a 99-cent bag of M&M's. And those are real M&M's. The M is still on there. Those are real M&M's right Those aren't those fake M&M's. These are from Parisco, looks like. Yep. Yep. And it's And those are for sale in the coffee shop. They're really good. And I only took one bite, but it's really good. It's it's tough to do radio and eat a big cookie at the same time. As much as the listeners love listening to us chomp on food, we we try to... That's why you got to eat it in between. That's right. Like what I did. That's why I get frequent breaks. (laughs) So, Sebastian, speaking of, uh, what did you eat first? What what were you eating? What What was once that existed was a chocolatey... Chocolatey large muffin. Mm. It's a large chocolate muffin. Yeah, it's like chocolate with chocolate chips in it. It was good. It's basically chocolate cake shaped like a muffin. It is exactly that. Yeah, it tastes awesome. Great way to start your day or end your day. And then, uh, what are you drinking there? (laughs) Or your life? Um, Anyway, what I'm drinking is um, a calamansi, I believe. But to best describe this, when I drank this, I felt like I just had this kick. So I'm going to call it the it's a cold, it's a cold drink, calamansi, a sweet, tangy, with a kick. I'm going to call it the karate calamansi. The karate calamansi? I like it's that. It's got a kick. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> a lot of famous drinks have been, um, had had their start 
by the uh, What's in My Coffee segment. Is the, that right? The Mexican mocha. Right. The, Lumberjack's girlfriend. The Lumberjack's girlfriend. I know which one The Guam is. Arnold Palmer. That's my favorite one. Yeah. And then, of course, uh, Lawrence, about two years ago, although this drink already existed, he made it super famous, the uh, Dirty oh. Chai. Yes, that's right. The Dirty Chai. Right. You, you, dirty Lawrence had a Dirty Chai. You said you said the Guam Arnold Palmer, but it's yes. called the... It's called the Patty Clodfelter. Oh, the Patty Clodfelter. There you go. <laughs> yep. And Patty, we love you and uh, hope you're healing from your eye surgery today. I think she had oh, eye wow. surgery. Oh, yeah. wow. Didn't know so that. So there you go. Huh. Okay. Now, I'm drinking one. It's the same color, basically, as Sebastian's. And it has a, I think the theme might be some calamansi or something in these drinks here. But mine is calamansi. Hold on. It's a ice cold carbonated beverage definitely has calamansi but it has a it has a little bit of a burn in it a burn yeah a burn so is that right uh, have you ever had a uh, ginger beer which is a which is a non-alcoholic soda type it's drink like from ginger ale exactly it's like ginger ale but yeah. it's got real ginger in it usually sure. from jamaica or australia ginger or ale doesn't have UK. ginger in it uh, it might, but it's probably so minimal compared yeah. to um, the real stuff. It's, so, it's simulated. Yes. If you ginger. go to a a popular Jamaican restaurant here on Guam, you can get uh, a ginger beer, which is a uh, it's ginger ale, but it's the real stuff. So anyway, wow. this tastes like that. So it has that burn in the back of your throat. Okay. Although I don't. I'm not aware of them having a ginger flavor down there of any any type. So what I think might they might have done is they might have added mint. Ooh. And this might be their mint monsi. It gives the same feeling in your in your in your uh cranium as in the cranium. as a as a ginger that 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 burny minty feel. But I think it might be a, a mint monsi. And then we're sending the fourth drink home. Lawrence's drink is going to be drank yeah. by our resident baker, who just turned 30 a little over a week and ago. She has no idea. Now she's just finding out that yep. I'm bringing her a drink That's home. That's great. That's great. She supports us. So, uh, Chris, you have drink number one, calamansi iced tea. It's good. I have drink number four, the mint monsi. Sebastian. I don't know what I have. There's, there's, there's no number. You have here. drink number... Let's just say you have drink number three, the Mango Monsi, mm. and uh, the drink you're taking home to your wife is just a straight Calamansi drink, Maybe Calamansi cooler. The, the Karate Calamansi sounds yeah, cool. Yeah, Karate Calamansi is your Mango Monsi. Mango Monsi, also known as, a.k.a. the uh, Karate Calamansi. And we have these great uh, snacks, which you can take those home to your wife as well. And uh, she's baked so many wonderful things for us. It's time for us to give the back. The least we can do. It's like the very least. It's literally, <laughs> we, didn't we could even do make no this. less. Yeah. We yeah. could do no less we, other than eat it we ourselves. Did nothing except say, take it. That's it. All right. So let me read, let me get, get, let me bounce this off of you guys here. All right. Um, I saw this here. Now, the source is suspect oh, uh, boy. because Omaha Steaks paid for this research. Oh, no. Omaha State Company paid for the research, okay. and the article that, that highlights the research results is called Turkey Isn't the Most Popular Thanksgiving Food. And uh, basically, they, they kind of uh, surveyed 2,000 Americans about all things concerning Thanksgiving. 
Uh, let's see here. Uh, which okay, fascinating new statistics emerged. New survey of two thousand Americans around all things concerning Thanksgiving, which also crowned ham at sixty percent, chicken at forty one percent, and roast beef thirty seven percent as the most popular alternatives to turkey. So if you're not going to have turkey, ham is definitely in the lead, sixty percent. Definitely a, I think it's a very American thing. Uh, chicken forty one percent, roast beef thirty seven percent. New study conducted by Omaha Steaks. <clears throat> Um, also revealed nearly half, 44% of Thanksgiving hosts, will be serving a new main dish this year. Thanksgiving's a delicate occasion that expects near perfection all across the board, else you risk ending up with hungry and unhappy guests. And they kind of go on here. They say uh, 26% of Americans have dealt with overcooked turkey in the past. Uh, Let's see here. Not having enough seating around uh, the table is in the top three things that people get bugged about Thanksgiving. So that's true. Have you ever had to go sit at the kids' table? Yes. Like when you were not a kid? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see here. If you have a Thanksgiving guest who's not eating as much because they want to save room for dessert, that just might mean they don't like your cooking. As 43% of survey respondents reported saying that when they actually just don't like the meal. Doesn't bother me because I'm thankful at that time. Yeah. Sebastian. Yeah. No, I, I so that's I why it thankful. doesn't yeah. bother you me. Should be, you should be more <laughs> thankful that you get to sit with the children. That's right. And influence their young minds. <laughs> right. And, and, uh, and not have to compete. They get to go first, usually, in the families I've been part of. Who uh, wants to be around all those boring adults anyway? Oh, boy, and talk about politics. Right. Okay, let's each come up with <laughs> one topic that we definitely should not bring up at the Thanksgiving table, especially if you were with family. What would be one like topic? My family? Yeah, like what would one topic be? If, let's say you had all your family there. It's the big, know. big family thing. What would be That's one topic you shouldn't talk about? I mean, my family talks about everything. We, You might have noticed from talking to me, we talk about anything and everything. There's nothing off limits. We're always talking about stuff. So there's nothing that would bring I, up like a... Not... Make maybe, anyone maybe, leave the dinner. Okay, perhaps if you brought up like a... A delicate situation from the past. Okay. Some personal situation. That, that's legitimate. But probably not a topic. It's but more, more of like a, a, a personal interaction uh, yes. from the right. past. Right. Remember the time and then, oh, yeah. Yeah, and then all of a sudden yeah. feelings come to the surface. Yeah. And yeah. Okay. Yep. Sebastian, what would be one topic that if you were with all the family at Thanksgiving dinner, you would not want to bring up? Well, the problem is I probably would want to bring it up, but I know that everyone probably wouldn't. It's yeah, Christmas what would music. The, be the topic your wife would not want you to bring up? Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. With exactly. your family there. I would say Christmas music. Christmas music? <laughs> like, well, I mean, it's, well, I don't it's know. polarizing. Do you start Christmas music during Thanksgiving? Well, yeah, we do, actually, the day after Thanksgiving here. We do here at KHMG. KHMG. I don't know. Because we're thankful for yeah. Christmas music. That's right. Here's the topic I wouldn't bring up. With where my extended family, me and my own little family unit, we can talk about anything, but you start inviting the in-laws and the outlaws, presidential politics. Oh, yeah? So polarizing within the Baldwin-Robertson families. We do not want to talk about that. We don't even want to... There are certain names we don't want to bring up in the house. We just... We tiptoe. We just tiptoe. We're tiptoeing around certain topics, and instead we're just saying, pass the gravy. Hey, how are the chiefs doing? Things like that. And we just totally avoid politics, no matter how much someone might try and bait you into a conversation about it. See, we go right at our house. We would go just directly into that. Boom. Headlong. 
Not even. I, even I have. I have. Uh, I have. I married a peacemaker, and she does not want any disruption. There's already so much pressure at these big events and family gatherings. The last thing she wants is uh, someone with hurt feelings because. Usually it means I crossed the line and talked about something I shouldn't have talked about. Hey, Thanksgiving uh, stats here. These are from last year, of course, because this is the last Thanksgiving. Sales were up 5.5% for Thanksgiving Day shopping. Uh, let's see here. 58% of shoppers decided to shop the first day of the sales, which was an increase of 40% over last year. So this is like the pre-Black Friday. Millennials were the highest group of shoppers on Thanksgiving night, representing 20, 27% of all shoppers. One year, my wife went and stood in line outside of Macy's on uh, Thanksgiving night, like at 8 o'clock at night, and the line went outside all the way around the building. Um, second highest percentage of shoppers on Thanksgiving were Gen Xers, 25%. Uh, baby Boomers, 13%. Lowest number of shoppers Thanksgiving were seniors, only 5%. They don't care. Parents comprise one of the highest numbers of shoppers on Thanksgiving, 32%. Non-parents only saw 50%. Women uh, outnumber the men. Um, oh, no. I take that back. I read it backwards. 28% of women, 32% of men plan to spend somewhere between 200 to $500 on Thanksgiving Day shopping. Uh, let's see here. There's just a ton about shopping here, and I'm really? going to talk about some of the worst Christmas toys that are coming out. But the cost of a Thanksgiving dinner has gone up 36% over the past five years. So it costs over a third more for Why? Thanksgiving dinner now. 46 million turkeys will be bought for Thanksgiving dinner. One in six people in the UK will celebrate the American holiday with what? a traditional Thanksgiving meal. It's becoming more and more popular in the UK. Probably Don't... all over Europe. Um, Europe it, actually, it used to be that people thought the Europeans didn't like America or whatever. They were against it. But American things are very, very popular in sure. Europe now. Sure. They, they're even playing NFL games over at Wembley yes. Stadium. Yep. And, and they're even talking about doing it elsewhere in Europe. So it's, it's well, and it's a great holiday. I mean, you know, yeah. with a, in a, in a, uh, there's no way yeah. for me to be objective, oh, great, but it is a great, great holiday, holiday, and I, I could see how people would appreciate it, How no matter you, where you're from. I mean, it's not. It doesn't. There's nothing controversial about being thankful. thankful really, right? Eating yeah. lots of yeah. food. Yeah. Stop thanking everyone. You're driving me crazy. Um, <laughs> the price of an average turkey has gone up 46 percent in the last 10 years. Uh, let's see here. Um, 40 percent of shoppers plan to stop by a department store on Thanksgiving Day. Uh, let's see here. If you do Thanksgiving right, you can't move on Thanksgiving Day. That's true. That's true. <laughs> well, but I think that's part of it, too, is people want to get out and do something. You know, they don't want to just uh, sit around and do nothing. So, all right. Now, um, I think what I want to do is I want to take a short break. And when I come back, I have some Thanksgiving Day meal leftover tips. And this is really important. The tips are left over? The tips are leftovers. They're... Let's let's take two. I have some Thanksgiving Day meal leftover. No, it still doesn't sound right. I have some tips. Take three. I have some tips regarding Thanksgiving Day meal leftovers. Yes. You have to say leftovers because if I said leftover, it would have still sound like I had tips left over. Right. So I have, and it's not tips like you gave ten percent. Okay, take we don't four. want your leftover tips. Take four. We want I the have, real tips. I have the foodsafety.gov Thanksgiving meal instructions for healthy food handling, and nice. we're going to take a short break so we can hear those. 
And uh, we'll be right back. I'm Jared Baldwin, your host. Episode 290 of Live Till 5 on this Friday, November 16th, 4.38 p.m. here at the KHMG studio. Stick around. Talking Thanksgiving. More Live Till 5 after this. And we're back with a little more Live Till 5. I'm Jared Baldwin, your host. Friday, November 16th, 4.42 p.m. here at the KHMG Studios. If you ever miss the show, tune in Saturdays, noon to 2, Sunday night, 7 to 9 p.m. Catch us on The Rebound. We rebroadcast the show in its entirety, just in case you miss a little bit. You can also download the podcast. A few hours after the show's over, Chris gets the podcast uploaded, and he'll let you know through Facebook, and then you can download the podcast and listen to the show at your leisure. Share it on your own social media, etc. Let us know you're listening through social media. Go to our Facebook page, Harvest Family Radio Guam. Follow us, and then you'll get all the updates, of course. We also post stuff on Instagram and Twitter. I think those are the two main ones. Anyway, I'm going to post something on social media, or Chris is going to do it for me. From foodsafety.gov, foodsafety.gov, Thanksgiving. The Thanksgiving meal is the largest many cooks prepare each year. Getting it just right, especially the turkey, brings a fair amount of pressure, whether or not a host is experienced with roasting one. Follow these tips to make sure your Thanksgiving meal is both delicious and safe to serve. Here you go. I'm just going to read through this because, you know what, we want to protect your health. Plus, I was thinking about this this week. We had some uh, a tray of five-day-old Panda Express <clears throat> uh, chow mein noodles in the fridge. And one of my coworkers, who happens to be a bachelor, I won't say his name, uh, JS, um, got some of the noodles and mildly microwaved them and ate a big plate of five-day-old Panda Express noodles. Now, what he didn't know was that we got the Panda Express noodles at about 5.30 p.m. on Friday night last week. We ate them at about 7 p.m. We let them sit out till 9 p.m. Then we put them in the fridge. Then we pulled them back out for a a second helping at lunch the next day. This is for a retreat we had. Second helping the next day, set them on the table. Let them sit out from noon to 2 p.m., put them back in the fridge for an hour. Then we carried them back in a hot car to the church refrigerator, and then we put them in the refrigerator. And then, four days later, after the the second day there, my good friend got a big heaping plate of those noodles, heated them up for, I don't know, 30 seconds, a minute, and then ate them. Anyway, back to the foodsafety.gov. Read labels carefully. Temperature labels show if the bird, specifically thinking about turkeys here, is fresh or frozen. If you plan to serve a fresh turkey, purchase it no more than two days before Thanksgiving. Not really an issue here on Guam. Purchase two thermometers, a refrigerator thermometer to ensure the turkey is stored at 40 degrees Fahrenheit or slightly below, and a food thermometer to make sure the cooked turkey reaches 165 degrees Fahrenheit. Thaw the turkey by using the microwave, the cold water method, or the refrigerator. And there's, there's a sublink here that you can go to for that. Steps to follow when cooking a turkey. Wash hands with warm water and soap for 20 seconds before touching any food to prevent the spread of many types of infection and illness. Do not wash the turkey. 
This only spreads pathogens onto kitchen surfaces. The only way to kill bacteria that cause foodborne illness is to fully cook the turkey. Keep raw turkey separated from other food items. Use separate cutting boards, plates, and utensils when handling raw turkey. This is very important. You don't want to have cross-contamination. Wash items that have been touched with raw meat with warm soap and water or place them in the dishwasher. Cook the turkey until it reaches 165 degrees all the way through. As measured by a food thermometer, check the turkey's temperature by inserting the thermometer in three places, the thickest part, the innermost part, and the, uh, the wing, the thigh, and the breast there. Steps to follow when consuming leftover Thanksgiving food. This is very important, especially for those bachelors out there. Refrigerate leftovers within two hours to prevent bacteria from growing on the food. Store leftovers in a shallow pan or container to decrease cooling time. This prevents the food from spending too much time at an unsafe temperature. Unsafe is between 40 and 140 degrees Fahrenheit. Do not store stuffing inside a leftover turkey. Remove the stuffing from the turkey and refrigerate the stuffing and meat separately. In the old days, they used to cook the stuffing right in the bird. Avoid consuming leftovers that have been left in the refrigerator for longer than three to four days. So, the Tuesday after Thanksgiving, all leftovers go in the garbage. Use the freezer to store leftovers for longer periods of time. Keep leftovers in a cooler with ice or frozen gel packs if the food is traveling uh, home with a guest who lives more than two hours away. Again, not a huge issue here on Guam. But uh, we're going to put a link on the Harvest Family Radio Facebook page from foodsafety.gov so that you have this. There's a, there's a really good uh, infographic that has even more detail there, and uh, you can repost that if you like. We want to be a service to you. We want everyone to have a healthy, safe Thanksgiving. Um, there was another, the Food Safety News, which is a separate separate website, um, had a few questions you should ask yourself. Before, before you eat leftovers, four questions. Has everything been kept out of the danger zone? Remember, that's 40 to 140 degrees. Was everything cooled rapidly? Was everything stored safely? And how can I reheat everything to be sure it is safe? Here's some specific things, too. You might not just be doing turkey. So this is leftover safety. Beef, lamb, pork, and veal. must. Uh, it can be safe for three to four days um, if it's refrigerated properly, um, including if it's in a casserole. Bacon can be stored safely for seven days. Ham, if it's pre-cooked, Three to four days, half hams, three to five days, whole hams, seven days if refrigerated properly. Precooked ham uh, is labeled keep refrigerated if open. It'll stay three to four days. Chicken, turkey, and other poultry, three to four days. Um, If it's nuggets or patties, one to two days. Eggs, three to four days. Um, If they're hard-boiled, up to one week. Sausage and lunch meat, two to three weeks. That kind of tells you what's in there. Uh, Let's see here. Open hot dogs can be kept safe for one week if you're having hot dogs for Thanksgiving. Lunch meat, this vacuum pack, can stay three to five days um, after opening. Uh, Before it's open, it can probably stay refrigerated for three weeks. Seafood, leftover fish and shellfish can be kept safely refrigerated for three to four days. Gravy and meat broth, three to four days. Pizza, three to four days, although it doesn't taste good after three days, let me tell you. Soups and stews, three to four days. Stuffing, three to four days if refrigerated properly. That's all from the USDA. So you want to make sure that you are very, very careful. 
you can have a really bad Thanksgiving weekend if uh, you're not careful with this stuff. Now, if you want to have a good Thanksgiving weekend, Swing by Faith Bookstore. They have their 7th Annual Thanksgiving Coloring Contest. If you have kids between the ages of 4 and 12, there are three separate age categories, 4 to 6, 7 to 9, 10 to 12. They're doing this coloring contest. doesn't cost anything. Swing by, get your coloring sheet, write the child's name and phone number on the back, have them color it, turn it in by next Wednesday, the 21st, and they will uh, do a judging and, and give out prizes. And um, you don't have to be there to win the prizes. They'll call you, and I'll announce them here on the radio as well. But uh, it's really a great thing. And go by there on that Friday, Black Friday, or that Saturday, and uh, see what they have for Christmas gifts. they got a lot of good sales going on, things like that, and always a great place to be. Now, I want to take another short break. When I come back, I'm going to wrap up the show. Thanksgiving Day proclamation from George Washington. And uh, some closing remarks. I'm Jared Baldwin, your host, episode 290 here on Live Till 5, 4.50 p.m. on Friday, November 16th. Take a short break. Back after this. Walk with me, Lord. God, walk with me. Walk with me, Lord. God, walk with me. While I'm on this old tedious journey, I want Jesus to walk with me. Take my hand, Lord. And we're back with the last few minutes of Live Till 5. Thanks for tuning in today. Really appreciate it. I'd like to wrap it up with the first... American Thanksgiving Proclamation. It was made October 3rd, 1789 by our first president, George Washington. This is the proclamation by the President of the United States of America, a proclamation. Whereas it is the duty of all nations to acknowledge the providence of Almighty God, to obey His will, to be grateful for His benefits, and humbly to implore His protection and favor. And whereas both House of Congress, houses of Congress have by their joint committee requested me to, quote-unquote, recommend to the people of the United States a day of public thanksgiving and prayer to be observed by acknowledging with grateful hearts the many signal favors of Almighty God, especially by affording them an opportunity peaceably to establish a form of government for, for their safety and happiness, end quote. Now, therefore, I do recommend and assign Thursday, the 26th day of November next, to be devoted by the people of these states to the service of that great and glorious being who is the beneficent author of all good that was, that is, or that will be, that we may then all unite in rendering unto him our sincere and humble thanks for his kind care and protection of the people of this country previous to their becoming a nation, and for the signal and manifold mercies and the favorable interposition of his providence, which we experienced in the course and conclusion of this late war, for the great degree of tranquility, union, and plenty, which we have since enjoyed, for the peaceable and rational manner in which we have been enabled to establish constitutions of government for our safety and happiness, and particularly the national one now lately instituted for the civil and religious liberty with which we are blessed and the means we have a, a, of acquiring and diffusing 
useful knowledge, and in general for all the great and various favors which he hath been pleased to confer upon us. And also that we might then unite in most humbly offering our prayers and supplications to the great Lord and ruler of nations, and beseech him to pardon our national and other transgressions, to enable us all, whether in public or private stations, to perform our several and relative duties properly and punctually, to render our national government a blessing to all the people by constantly being a government of wise, just, and constitutional laws, discreetly and faithfully executed and obeyed, to protect and guide all sovereigns and nations, especially such as have shown kindness unto us, and to bless them with good government, peace, and concord, to promote the knowledge and practice of true religion and virtue, and the increase of science among them and us, and generally to grant unto all mankind such a degree of temporal prosperity as he alone knows to be best." given under my hand at the city of New York, the third day of October in the year of our Lord, 1789, George Washington. The first Thanksgiving proclamation in the newly formed country of America, United States of America. Very interesting how we were founded, our founding fathers, and many of them recognizing God's providence in establishing our nation. And it's just such a fascinating thing that we take a day and we actually call it thanksgiving a day of giving thanks and it implies to most of us especially with the historical significance that that thanksgiving is rendered unto the one who has given us all good things and that is god god has given us so much we have so much to be thankful for We have Jesus Christ, God's Son, came to this earth, and we're getting ready to celebrate the Christmas season, but we have so much to be thankful for. We don't want to squander it. We don't want to neglect it, and we definitely don't want to forget it. And so we take a day. We should every day be thankful in everything, but we take a special day, and we made it a holiday, and we take time with family and friends to be particularly thankful. And I am particularly thankful. And we here at KHMG, one thing we're very thankful for is you, the listening audience. We're glad to have you as part of the ministry that we get to do here on Guam and around the world. So thank you very much. We're very grateful for you, and we're grateful to the Lord for giving us this opportunity. And that about wraps it up for this episode 290 here on KHMG, live till 5, every week, 2 hours, 3 to 5 p.m., If you ever have a chance to download the podcast and listen to this whole show straight through, I guarantee it'll be a blessing to you. You can find us on khmg.org. Find us on Facebook, Harvest Family Radio Guam. Follow us there. Also, listen to us on the radio, 88.1 FM KHMG. And the rebroadcast of this show, Saturdays, noon to 2, Sunday nights, 7 to 9 p.m. And we appreciate you being part of this show with us. I'm Jared Baldwin, your host. Friday, November 16th, episode 290 is done. You're listening to us on 88.1 FM, KHMG, Harvest Family Radio, Barragata Guam. Have a great weekend.